it does remind me of being a kid. Like, mm-hmm. charm bracelets were such a huge yeah. thing. <laughs> I this know. is, I feel like I haven't held a charm bracelet in so long. It's gorgeous. <laughs> This is also Cool Sounds Like. I'm Alejandra Melian. Vaselina gave me a present. It's a ring, which was thrilling in itself because I've always loved rings. But the reason I chose it over the gorgeous star and moon earring she also offered me was the snake. This snake ring spirals around my finger. It starts at the tip of its tail near the back of my hand and curls just once around the digit before changing direction so that its head stares out in whatever direction my finger is pointing. Each scale is carved into its surface and in the points it curves, you can see the pull and give of its skin. I love this ring. Vaselina is the founder and creator of Bilac Jewelry and hand makes every piece. As she sized the ring for me and I tried the snake on each finger, it struck me how it held both my own personal love for snakes and the endless mythology she had in mind when making it. That's what these pieces are to Vaselina. They're tokens of infinite interior and exterior worlds. So me making jewelry is really something that comes from me being a child and especially a grandchild because it's really my grandmother who got me into jewelry. I've always been a very girly, very girly girl and I've always been very attracted to accessories in general. I would I would dress up like most kids and it was all about the shoes, all about the handbags and all about the jewelry. When Vaselina first came to Montreal, she worked in the film industry as a project manager in visual effects. But the demands of organizing groups of people and the stress of sorting out the details in such a job wasn't what she wanted in the end. She needed to do something with her hands. Almost on a whim, as she told me, almost out of nowhere, she signed up for weekend jewelry making classes at the Centre pour Haute Visuelle, and once she got her hands on the materials, she needed more. Soon she was taking night classes at l'école de jewellerie de Montréal until her love for both jewellery and the craft began to take up so much space in her life that she launched Bilac and was eventually able to leave her job. What's so wonderful about Vaselina's work is that she didn't set out to start a jewellery company. She set out to make jewellery. The pieces are personal. What kind of jewellery do I want to make? Do I want to make stuff that really mean something to me and that will not mean something for everyone or do I want to make pieces that are like more universal, more simple, more and and I mean the answer is obvious. I want to do what moves me and what stimulates me. Although she told me that sometimes she worried about other people being able to relate to the work, ultimately she said those people who do understand it will feel the emotion behind it and that's the most important thing. I guess many artists feel that way. Not everybody is going to understand your art, and that's fine. But when you've poured so much of yourself into the work and someone does understand it, it means they understand a part of you. Doing something with my hands, handmade, with my fingerprints on them, inspired by the stuff that moves me the most in life, seeing that it it can cause an emotion, such an intense emotion on people, it's the best, honestly. But what I find so interesting about Bilac's jewelry, and jewelry in general, is that it's not just about someone understanding and loving her art. 
When they love it enough, they choose to wear it. They choose to put it on their bodies and make it a part of their own selves for however long they keep it on. One of the things Vaselena said to me that really struck me was that you wear jewelry on your skin. It's an intimate relationship. So here is where I, I work on my wax. Um, just having the window is really nice because I can just... I look up and I see, I see people I know <laughs> and they don't see me. I mean, I think they don't see me, they probably do, but I, I don't know, like I feel like having this open, opening street, open street just in front of my eyes, it's so inspiring. You have the whole city right there. Exactly. And uh, also those people, so facing my window, there is this uh, workshop, they, they do clothes. I don't know what brand this is, but they work all the time. And it all, almost kind of makes me feel bad because when I'm not working, I see them until midnight every fucking day, every, even during the weekend. But it's like, I don't know, I like the vibe because it's like, it's a reminder that I'm here to fucking work. Mm -hmm. It's a very, everyone's making something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you, you've, I don't know, I feel like I, I feel this working vibe all around the, this corner. When I first walked into Vaselena's apartment slash workspace, I was immediately struck by the warmth. When I closed my eyes to think about it, I pictured pink. Not because there was necessarily a lot of pink in there, but because the space felt rosy, as if it had blushed as I opened the door. Aloft with a great big window overlooking Avenue Gaspé, the space was full of art and lights and a gray cat named Miso. Her life things were completely interspersed with her work things. Her bed tucked up in its awesome loft, and then a piercing table against the wall. A living room area with a table full of molds, and a desk full of tiny wax pieces by the window. So I'm seeing in front of me these like beautiful little um, red wax figures. You have some daggers, um, and then you said a little eye there. So can you explain to me how this like wax figure will then turn into okay. metal? Okay, so um, so you have your piece in wax, or you can even, I mean, the, I, I use waxes, but some people use metal directly, but you can make a mold of anything. Okay, making a mold is one thing, but casting, I'm going to explain the overall casting sure. process. What you do, the, fir the first step is to gather all of the pieces you want to cast together on what we call a tree. It's basically, it's called a tree because it looks like a tree. It's like uh like a tr like a trunk with branches and the branches are the different uh pieces you want to you want to cast around this tree you will uh, make a sort of plaster cylinder so basically the plaster as it gets uh, hard will capture the shape of the the pieces inside it will get hard as it um as it dries and you will have at the bottom of your cylinder the entry, like the base of the tree, let's say. Uh, and then you use centrifuge, centrif centrifuge force. Do you say that? Oh, centrifugal. Centrifugal force? Yeah. It's not centrifugal. It's centripetal. That's my bad. Um, it's, it's this big machine where you put your cylinder with your tree inside and there's a little, like, little way to the center of the machine where you melt your metal. It can be whatever metal gold, silver, um, bronze, whatever. So you heat it with your, your little, to your huge torch actually, because it has to be liquid. And once you launch the, the machine, it will start spinning super fast and the metal that, it's, that is in the center will basically 
take take his way to the cylinder and melt and um, make the wax dis wax disappear and takes its place in the cylinder. Then you take then you put the the cylinder of uh, plaster in in hot water, so all the plaster disappears. And then you have your tree with all the pieces of metal, and you cut each branch to recuperate your your pieces. I could see the intimacy of her work right there in the space. There was where she lived, so of course her most intimate moments, her private thoughts and feelings would get poured into her pieces. It's so, it's a very, I, w I don't want to say lonely because I don't feel, it, it sounds negative, but it's, it's a very solitary activity. I, I'm in my little bubble, listening to my podcast, having my little environment. That's why it's so important for me to have nice flowers and plants and nice smell in my place because it's my, it's, it's, this is what I interact with when I'm working. Throughout my tour, she was holding a hot water bottle covered in a floral case against her. She told me it was to warm her hands because if they got too cold while she was working, the wax would harden. She also told me it had been her grandmother's. Yeah, so it's, I, I could not even remember my first memory about jewelry. I can, what, what I tell people very often is that as a kid, I used to, I used to, I was very close to my grandmother. And whenever I would go to her place, I would ask her if we can, I would take her by the hand and ask her if we can go to her jewelry box and look into the content that we both knew by heart. But I would pretend I didn't know what was in there. It was a very beautiful leather box and we would go through each, um, each drawer and look at the content and I would be like, when will you give me this one? Maybe when I'm 18 or I would try them on and as I would get older, the rings would start fitting me and, and she would sometimes give me one. <laughs> her grandmother is there in the roots of Vaselina's love for jewelry and now in the warmth that keeps her wax soft. And her dad, he's there in the name Belak itself. Vaselina's last name and also her father's. He's he's the artistic figure in my in my life. He's he's a photographer. He's a clown. He's a he's a dancer. He's a, he's many things. And he's he's the one who inspired me. He's the one who raised me. And he's the one who like he's the one who showed me art. He's the one who took me to the museum. He's the one who took me to the theater, to the movies. He's the one who showed me the, the world, really, and who made me see the world as I see it today. And I, I mean, obviously I'm French, but I feel very connected to my Ukrainian roots. And, and I like the idea of my jewelry representing those roots and, and my dad and, and my Ukrainian family. Not all of Vaselina's work was done in the warmth and intimacy of her apartment. Soon I put my jacket back on and we headed out to her studio. It felt like we were crossing out of her intimate interior world and into the exterior. I live in the I live in the same world as you. I live in the same world as the people who who buy jewelry from me. I get the inspiration from the same world we live in. When we got to her studio building, we went up some winding stairs and down long hallways. When we finally got to her studio, I was struck by a feeling of authenticity. The floors were wooden and creaky. There were cacti and other plants on some of the desks, and there were a few rows of workstations made just for jewelry making. Basically, when you, you do very precise work, so you need your eyes to be close to what you're doing, and also 
because the posture is i mean si working sitting is um is usually bad for the back and the neck so the bench has this round shape and you have a little drawer under that you can pull and push back um usually i put the stuff i'm working on like i display the stuff here so i can i can see what i'm working on and when i'm actually working on it i will put it in on the uh, higher parts and underneath this you have another drawer that is here to recuperate the debris because because we're working with precious metal even the um, the dust we don't throw it away that's that's why i put this little sheet of paper to make it easier i will i will basically when i file for for a while i'll have a lot of dust and i just recuperate and put it and there is years of <laughs> dust <laughs> yeah and also those little pieces you want to keep them uh, and on each side i have my tools so i have um, my emery paper different hammers um, this is to uh, flatten pieces it's made of uh, leather very hard leather um, then i have a bunch of different hammers and metal to um, Martelé. Tiny, tiny things too. This is for my saw. Little blades. The fact that the desks were particular, that they were specifically for jewelry makers, made it feel old. It made me feel like I was a part of something with such a history that the built environment fit to it. History is important to Vaselina. Humanity has a knowledge that is precious and that we need to um, we need to reflect on. I just I just think we can learn a lot from looking back in the past to understand who we are and where we're going. Recently, she's been interested in learning about the ancient Sumerians from the region that is now modern-day Iraq. Very little remains from that civilization, but she told me some sculptures and engravings have survived. I like thinking about her thinking about these sculptures as she works on her own craft. Part of the magic of beautiful bits of metal and stone is that you don't really know how long into the future they'll travel. What, what's nice about doing something with your hands is that you can listen to podcasts and, and, and lectures while you do, you're doing it, and that's what I do all the time. I, I, I sit down and I... I look at, so, so recently, as I've been saying, I've been listening to a lot of stuff about Sumerians and I take notes. So I have my little notebooks where, where I take notes about the different myths, the different uh, gods, the different uh, stories. Um, then, I, then I look for visual content. I look at all those engravings. It's, it's very mysterious. It's from, it's so old, it's crazy. It's really drinking information kind of transforming it with my hands. While there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, Also Cool encourages you to support your local community by supporting local businesses. And so, this episode of Also Cool Sounds Like is brought to you by Samsara Wellness Studio in Ottawa. Here's their story. 
Inspired by the rapid and unexpected changes we continue to experience in our lives, they found themselves having to rethink and reconfigure their workspace ideals and dreams. Financial obligations, restrictions, and uncertainties gave them the impetus to delve deeper into how a pause, a gap, a space in between, would become the inspiration where creativity could persist, adapt, and flourish. Their efforts at Samsara expanded from healing and therapy into the world of art. For months, they painted, edited photos, made frames, and mounted numerous works till the walls at Samsara were replete with art. Finally, they launched their little gallery with a COVID-19 safe vernissage. The reception was much better than anticipated. They felt and experienced the love and support from their family, friends, and community, and now feel inspired to continue their journey along the creative path. Perhaps the studio part of Samsara Wellness Studio was a clue as to what was coming. Samsara Wellness Studio has now expanded as a place for art and therapy, so go check them out. Now back to Bilak. So you, do you remember what I showed you, the, the tree? Yeah. So basically this would be one branch. And there's a little remaining part that I have to uh, sew off. So this is my this is my tiny sew that I use. Okay, it's irregular, and I need to finish it. So I take this um, file. shape one. This one is round. I'll use the triangle one. Try to make him make it seamless. And then you can't really see it anymore. I mean, it, it needs to be polished, but um, one step before polishing would be to use um, emery paper. Vaselina handles her tools and materials so carefully. Even the way she files a charm down is filled with love. She loves the feeling of the metals on her skin, and she loves knowing that they'll soon be on other skin. Her art is a part of her that will soon be part of someone else. So you can make your flame bigger, smaller. So this is, um, this is propane, and I'm adding oxygen, oxygen to, the, to the flame make it hotter. 
and then I pick the piece that fits that suits me. And it's soldered. And once it's soldered, it kind of makes the piece dark, you see? Mm -hmm. I've never been really shy showing my stuff, even though I didn't think it was amazing. Like, I've every piece I consider, even still today, I consider the pieces as a way to get to the other piece and to make the other piece and the other one and the other one. We have to learn how to not be too too hard on ourselves and I mean that all the best we can do is just try our best with the tools that we have and with the maturity that we have and the knowledge that we have. My jewelry is an extension of me and that's really what it is. My my company is growing as I'm growing and my skills are growing as I'm growing, my my inspirations, my jewelry represent my inspiration that make me grow as a being, as a woman. And it's it's very beautiful. I really I realize how much Montreal allowed me to free myself. To free myself for from so many things, to free myself from it sounds terrible, but it's not really, but from my family, just from the distance and to really become myself, to free myself from those preconceived ideas of what it is to be professional, professionally successful, what it is to have like a successful intimate life. Um, I really, I really became an adult here. I think it's, I'm so, I've been here for seven years and I'm so grateful for my life and actually my ex-boyfriend to have brought me to, to, to Montreal. There are so many artists, there are so many inspiring people. It's a, it's a city where you can, you can live with, with not so much money, I feel. I mean, compared to Paris, obviously. Um, it's, it's really a place where I became free. Jewelry has allowed me to free myself for, from a lot of things. To free myself from um, work, to have... I'm my own boss, which is something that is... <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been talking recently to, to this girl that I met through my jewelry who doesn't like her job and who she was telling me that I inspire her. I mean, my work inspired her to, to do the same for her. And... I want, I hope that people hearing this um, will, will maybe think that they can, they can have the same for, the, for themselves. It's, it's possible to free ourselves from stuff that makes us suffer. Having a job we don't like, um, feeling dependent on money. I mean, I had a good salary when I was working in, in visual effects and I said no to this to, to be free. And it's worth, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds very cheesy, but it sound, it's, 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 it's worth so much more. When I twist my snake ring around my finger, I will think of all the mythology around it. When I twist it around my finger, I will think of Vaselina learning about that mythology in her studio. I will think of the intimate quiet moments she spent molding wax and the inspiration she pulled from the city and the world and channeled into it. I will think of her family history, and so my family history. All of this in a beautiful sterling silver snake that fits in the palm of my hand. I think it's really about recreating like another world. It's, 
it's the same. What I like about miniature in general is that, so it, repre it represents ob objects that we know from everyday life, like flowers that we know or, or table objects that we know. And just the fact that they're, they're just, just changing the scale um, brings us to a whole different world. And a world of wonder, a world of, I don't know, I find it very inspiring for some reason. I guess it's I guess it's about being able to hold to hold to have a grasp on it mm -hmm. and to 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 be like you know you know when you're a kid and you have like like a kitten or or a tiny chickpea in your hands and it's like it's it's obviously it's cute but it's also that you 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 really have a grasp on it you can put it in your pocket you can wear it on you it's it's something that never leaves you Absolutely, and it sometimes when it's small, it can even be your own secret. You know, you you wear it on you. No one knows, but you know it's here. You know, it's under your 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 sweater, or you can you can have like a hoodie, like a shitty hoodie, but you know that under that hoodie, you have that tiny tiny piece that is handmade and and delicate and and precious, mm. and no one knows. <laughs> I have always worn jewelry to show off. For me, it's always been about adding pieces that will complement an outfit, tie it together, add a statement. I've never thought about it as something for me, like picking out underwear and almost as intimate, as close to my skin. But jewelry, and especially Bilak jewelry, is that. It's about internalizing the world and expressing the intimate. The world is an endless source of inspiration. I, I don't feel like I will ever run out of inspiration as I grow, as I grow older, as I, as I get to know myself more in depth, I, I just fi find more, more stuff I'm, I'm really into and more stuff that I, that I want to, that I want to inspire myself with to, to do jewelry. Also Cool Sounds Like is produced and edited by me, Alejandra Melian, in collaboration with Also Cool Magazine. Music by Orrin Rutowski. Artwork by Maleka Sorga. Check out the magazine at alsocoolmag.com or on Instagram at alsocoolmag. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other cool places you like to listen. <laughs>